Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan-Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million and counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45 plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. Hey, no block, no rock listeners. Before you hit that fast forward button, I just want to talk to you really quick. My name is Mike Anderson, the owner and founder of MXA Construction Group. I have 15 years of experience in the industry, and I want to help you fix that eyesore from indoor to outdoor, from floor to ceiling. Whatever your needs might be, we can help you turn your dreams into reality. Reach out to us via Facebook at MXA Construction Group or at mxaconstructiongroup.com. Mention code NBNR to receive discounted pricing. Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner, Rob, will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom build wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Husker game and mention the code NOBLOCKNORock to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website, NebraskaGarageSolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. What, you going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Cash moves everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Oh, I thought you were going to hit the Troy Walters thing. Nope. Nope. Hey, oh, that, that one gets <laughs> hey, saved. No, that's just a solo cream drop there. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I'm always down for a Wu-Tang drop, baby. Why not? Go Big Red indeed. <laughs> D-Day. <laughs> oh, can we call no, it that? No block, no. Yes, I'm calling it that. No block, no rock. Season four, episode 18 at the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room once again. Like always. 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska, 68128. Fellas, let's talk about what we're drinking here. I will start. I got myself a nice little pickle fight, as usual. I'm going to keep drinking it and keep drinking it and keep drinking it because it's really good. Mike Delaware, what you got? I got a good game because I expect a lot of good games moving forward after the news today. So, oh. uh, was there news today? There was some news today, and oh. we'll, we'll get into Come that on. the entire time that we're on. <laughs> uh, good game is like the lightest beer they have here. It is like the most chuggable beer, and it's fantastic. 
So yeah, it's good. It's only in the tap room though until they start canning it. So KB, what you got? Uh, I'm rocking with the Hefeweizen. It's like the one of the three beers that I constantly drink here. The Eos. Yeah. Mike calls it the best beer on tap. That is 1,000% the best beer on tap at Nebraska Brewing Company. We got about 48 people in climbing, watching Hi. us live here at Nebraska Finny. Brewing Whoa. Company. We're at 50 now. Yeah, let's go. They, oh, we were at 50. There they, it is. They must be looking for some insight. Yeah, it's something. weird. You bring on a guy like our special guest, yeah. and yeah, you get, you get a lot of listeners. Uh, Connor, go ahead. It's back. Okay. Pilsner is back, baby. It is back. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm drinking. But I want to point out something. What? I get shit every episode. Indeed. When I drink Pilsner. And I've got Jared on, I think, week seven of Pickle Fight. At yep. least. Mike on, like, week five. This is week of, one. No. No. I drank, I drank the Hefeweizen last week. Then I drank the Good Game. And then before that, I drank the Pilsner. I switch up every oh, week. Oh, yeah, you did. Our yeah. viewers wanted, are dropping. Wanted to, yeah. <laughs> Literally. We're down to, like, five now. Yes. But, yes, I'm back on Pilsner. We do have a special guest. Jared, do you want to do some yeah, introductions man, here? So we have with us Mike J. Schaefer, covers Nebraska football and recruiting for Husker 247, the actual Husker 247. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, not the fake You're not, you're not <laughs> one of the 247 247 yeah. accounts. Thank you. You are the thank you. 247 yeah. account. Good to, well, good not, to have. not just me in particular, but yes. yes you yes. know what I mean. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. And real quickly, I'm drinking a, uh, I believe, oh, Red yeah. Sled. Red, Red Sled. sled. Yeah, I, I asked for a, uh, a winter beer because it's like clearly winter, even though it's not necessarily outside. I love darker beers. They're kind of hard to find, and this is really good. So I will be looking for more of this. And uh, this podcast setup where I just get a drink beer and talk, this is ideal for yeah. You can <laughs> come on whenever you want. End of the episode. <laughs> well, it's but, fine. And yeah, if you right need now, more this beer, is, this is great. Yeah. If you need more, what's we'll the go universal signal? I just do something. Like, I just just slam like your a, glass or something. You normally we take a break. <laughs> yeah, I, I will get you more beer. <laughs> and there's nothing there. Yeah, normally we take a break like halfway through. I think today we're just gonna like we're just gonna hit it like for like an hour straight. There's a lot of news and. Like Kyle's been in, in Tampa for covering the volleyball game for her at sports for like six days. Yeah. It's my dad's birthday. Like we got a lot of stuff going on, but we want to cram as much as we can get into this episode. So happy birthday, Papa D. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, share the it with the present him. that he didn't know he was ever going to get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dylan Rayola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, come to the tap room at 108th and Harrison in LaVista, Nebraska. Connor helped me out. World class in Every glass. All right. Amazing timing to have you on, Mike J. Schaefer. <laughs> yeah. uh, during can, what- we, can we backstory that real quickly? Yeah. yeah. So Please. Uh, Mike reached out probably end of November, beginning of December, like yeah. right around there. And he's like, hey, we'd love to have you on. We record on Mondays. And if you guys are familiar with how calendars work, uh, the Mondays in the month of December include Christmas. And New Year's. And yeah. then essentially New Year's is in yeah, January. Well, yeah. yeah. So it was like, <laughs> well, and then the other Mondays that would have been available would have been right before signing day today. Uh, and then the, the previous two <laughs> weeks where you just know you're going to be busy because a bunch of stuff is going to be going on. So I was like, well, you know, Nebraska, they're not going to have a lot going on in December. <laughs> it shouldn't be that busy. Let's just do the one right before signing day. I'll, I'll tell them it's tentative. If I have to get out of it, I can get out of it. And Nebraska got their first five star in internet, you know, recruiting history. So yeah. here we are. We love that. That you I said you had texted like four thirty because I honestly did not know 
what my night was going to look like. And I was like, uh, yeah, we're, sure. we're screwed. And then I was like, man, I don't want to bail on this. We're going to make it happen. So I got in the car, drove over at 530. Here we are. We're making this happen. Thank God you are not Dylan Rayola because you would have <laughs> you would have been on three other podcasts before you decided to come on tonight. I was on like nine other videos. So yeah, yeah. That, that fits. That fits too. <laughs> the most, but only half a video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only Jeez. half a video. Would you say that, I mean, you add this weekend, you know, Dylan Riola comes, it's like the 30th time he's been on campus, whatever. <laughs> the most turbulent, emotional, optimistic, pessimistic weekend. A Riola coaster, if you will. Yeah, a Riola coaster. If you want to. There, that that's a title. That's a title. I, I started that last February and then should have trademarked it. Never did. And if that's not on t-shirts this upcoming fall in 2024. And, and BNR, baby. Yeah, I'm just going to be. Stunned. Hold on, yeah. I'm, I'm texting my trademark lawyer. You said Riola coaster. Yeah, <laughs> can you spell it? I never yeah. pronounce it right either. Which Did makes you put no a hyphen sense. in there? Or? Yeah, I, no, just just straight up uh, Riola coaster. Okay. Riola coaster. It's just like your brain. The way your brain will work is you'll look at it and you'll read roller, even though it's not. You know, because yeah. the, yeah. the letters Riola. all kind of line up. The way Here's the trick. Should. My yeah. brain normally doesn't work. So <laughs> yeah. He's colorblind, so that, yeah. See? yeah, yeah. There's, that does affect reading. Some way or another. Um, Dylan Ryla commits today. Just uh, Mike Schaefer. I mean, what does this? Let's just cut to the chase here. You know, this is the highest rated. You know, the, the names that come to mind are Marlon Lucky, uh, Harrison Beck, even Baker mm-hmm. Steincooler. Baker, Baker Steincooler. Yeah. Yep. Tyjon Lindsay. Tyjon Lindsay. Was wow. he actually a five-star? Uh, not a five-star, but he was the, the highest-rated high force out. I'll, I'll throw a couple at you. Um, Turner Corcoran. Okay. I think mm-hmm. at least, and I'm just going off of 24-7 sports with all the respect As you the should. for the, sure. the other services. Uh, I don't memorize them. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Turner Corcoran was like number 40 in the uh, the overall rankings, which is about eight spots away from a five-star. Real quickly, 24-7 sports. Generally, they're, the way it's set up, they'll have 32 five-stars in every recruiting class because there's 32 first-round picks in the NFL okay. when the uh, the Patriots aren't caught cheating. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, the way that it normally works, like their top 32 players are going to be their five-stars. And Nebraska, between Thomas Fedoni, who I think was in the top 50, uh, Turner Corcoran, Wandale Robinson, Tyjon Lindsay, those are all like right within – 15 to, to 20 spots or less of being five stars. Like that's sort of the best that Nebraska has done uh, until today. Yeah. And uh, currently ranked number two for 24 seven sports. We'll see. I know that the, the tinfoil hats are out there. Like uh, he's no longer committed to Georgia. Yeah. How does Probably that not work? Be a five star. No, he'll be a five star. Is he still going to be a five star? I've already been told by 24 seven. He's staying as a five star, but I think they're going to continue to evaluate the quarterbacks. It's been really interesting in the, the 2024 class. There's about three quarterbacks that everybody kind of immediately decides like, this is the guy, that's the guy, that's the guy. And so there's a fair amount of people that believe that it's um, Riola, and then what is it? Julian Sain is yep. a, another yep. one committed to Alabama, and I've heard nothing but good things about him. And then Lagway is the other one. So and that's a Florida be- guy. Yes, right. Yep. Between those three, one of them will ultimately be the number one quarterback in the country. Um, so we'll see. It's going to come down to sort of practices, I think, in the the exhibition season here coming up between the 
the all-star game. So, so is there any merit to this? Like, Oh, so now Dylan Riola is, you know, considering Nebraska, uh, and now he's just going to start dropping in the rankings. Like you, you hear this stuff from all over Twitter and everything it's like that. A conspiracy. Like, yeah. Well, if you, if you want to <laughs> add to the conspiracy theory, which I don't believe in by the way, right? because I, I can tell you from the perspective of someone who's job it is is to sort of know the analytics of how your website is doing and how stuff is doing nobody wants nebraska to do better than media entities yep because believe it or not and this might shock you guys nebraska fans like to read about nebraska stuff what this is this is really tough to believe but they really like to read about it i know a guy who writes stuff more than a lot of (laughs) other fan bases do so um yeah, it's definitely not a drop because it would be Nebraska. It's just questions, you know, if, if he's truly the number one quarterback or not. If he's not, he's going to move down because of that. I would doubt he'd drop out of the top ten overall. You're still talking about a top ten recruit. Uh, that's phenomenal um, for Nebraska. So it, it'll be really interesting. I was going to make another joke, though. I noticed that Carlin Jones snuck into the 24-7 sports top 247 yep. after uh, – after he got dropped by Nebraska, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, that was a that's a, a fascinating thing that we can revisit. He's still going to be in the Big Ten uh, at USC, which sounds weird. To that say. is right. weird. Yeah. yeah. You just saying that, I'm like, what? No. Oh, yeah. That's right. So they, they did an incorporation of uh, USC, Oregon, UCLA, and Washington into the the Big Ten recruiting rankings, and my mind was breaking looking at that. Yeah. It was very weird. So it's going to take a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, if I can, yeah, I'm gonna hit the reverse of Kyle's question. You talk about you know Nebraska fans uh, more than most fan bases um, love reading about their own team. Are there times where you're kind of thinking like we should boost his rating, write an article about him, get those Nebraska clicks? Um, the nice I, thing, no, I've I've had this question before. The nice thing for me is I very quickly realized I want absolutely nothing to do with the evaluation side of things. Um, because when you cover recruiting, and I've been fortunate enough to do it for 12 years now or 12 recruiting cycles, you meet a lot of parents and kids that never believe that you uh, that the ranking is good enough. Yep. And so it's very easy when they go down that path to be like, yeah, I can pass you along to the evaluation committee, but I don't have anything to do with the rankings. So as long yeah. as I can say that, I can kind of quell every one of those conversations really easily. But as soon as I'm involved in the ranking aspect of it, then I'd have to be like, well, I got to watch film and all of that. And I don't want to do that. I just, I don't know enough about how offensive linemen's knee bends at a 90 degree angle right. yeah. Yeah. To, to then be able to rate them. Who needs braces? Uh, well, yeah. Who doesn't yeah. need braces? It's like and, every June or July when <laughs> NFL players are like, right. oh, my Madden rating's this low. Like, oh, revenge season. And they come out and get like my, three catches for nine yards. My <laughs> favorite thing with that is when they go through and they find the players that have the lowest awareness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the overall thing. And then like. You'll see their teammates are just destroying them on. Oh Twitter. yeah, yeah. Okay, there was a there's a pretty notable player where they gave him like a 37 awareness. Like, do you think Kendarius Tony is going to be like a 10? Yeah, oh, no. oh, he's like a 10 awareness. I think if 10 is generous. 10, that yeah, that's generous. <laughs> it's one thing if you have like a 30 speed, whatever. But like a 10 awareness, yeah, that is just you I, see that and heartbreaking. I'm hearing that the next uh, WWE SmackDown is Mahomes versus Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Jeez. he's getting so Man. upset. It's awesome. He's he cost him at least two games. Yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely <laughs> incredible for your like fourth string wide receiver. Here's the thing that I find funniest, and I I know we're not here to cover the Chiefs. Um, thankfully, but, yeah, thankfully. Um, but what I find very funny is Kadarius Tony's actually like a really good player. Could be. Mm-hmm. He just like he has all the potential in the world. He just continues to 
fuck up the <laughs> easiest things. Hey, between the ears, like, baby. Yeah, yeah, like I. Oh God, it's so funny. Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess with bringing it back to QB one because he is QB one, guys. I guess, really, you think so? Yeah, I think Chubba? so. No, no, no. Steinrich. You wanted to be Harburg, five and Danny seven. Is it Harburg season again? Jared Sinek getting in the portal and coming back from South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wochi no, time, baby. No, uh, Casey, Casey Thompson, <laughs> I, I guess. Say, there's some rumors about a return. Yeah, he's not even in the portal yet. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I guess uh, the question I have for you, Mike, you know, you're a little more in touch than us. Barely. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> is there anyone else kind of on the radar that now that Dylan is on board that, hey, I want to play with that guy? You know, it'll be really interesting to watch how Nebraska kind of capitalizes on this. First of all, I would anticipate some level of media blitz between Rule, uh, Dominic, uh, Riola. We'll see if Dylan pops up at some places. Like they, Matt Rule is not one to let something get away without capitalizing on it. And so I would imagine that you are going to to hear on signing day, not just about like the 2024s that Nebraska has signed and, and everything there, you're probably going to hear from some like 2025s. And if I'm doing my job right, I should be trying to figure out who some of these guys are uh, that Nebraska is certainly going to like make a personal phone call this week and be like, Hey, you know, who's going to be playing quarterback here? Yep, That kind of thing. So I don't have any like great names for you right now. Um, it's one of those where, and I, I saw you guys retweet of this, but you know, Nebraska had him committed and they will have him committed for a couple days before he signs. So they didn't get the boost that you would have gotten in 2024. You think about that weekend in March, all those different guys on campus, they wouldn't have gotten all of them, but maybe two, three, uh, and the picture would look a little bit different. And so the, um, the really interesting thing is they've got to go out and they've got to get, I think a veteran player that can help him now as a receiver while also convincing these 2025s, this is a quarterback of your future here at Nebraska. Come play with a five-star. Come play with, you know, son of an NFL player, that kind of thing. And so they've, they've got to do it on both fronts. Like, you got to get them some help immediately. But I think they can use Dylan's star power for this upcoming 2025 class. Do you think that there's any shot that Julian Fleming is still a possibility? It would, it would strike me as, as somewhat unlikely, and here's why. If you're Julian Fleming and you have just gotten done playing at Ohio State over the last few years and you're looking at Nebraska and you have one year left and you're trying to get to the NFL, you're probably not betting on a true freshman that's never played before. As talented as as Dylan is and as good as he could potentially be, it's important, I think, for fans to acknowledge there's going to be a lot of growing pains. Yep. And if I'm Julian Fleming, I would look at that and be like, thanks, but no thanks. Especially when your option is to go to Penn State, your your in-state school. You know, he's got a great relationship there. And Drew Aller is a hell of a quarterback. They didn't have a great year this year, but that's someone who's gone through the growing pains, right? Like, he got that out of the way. Mm-hmm. So I would look at Drew Aller and be like, this guy, if he's as good as I think he is, the arrow's way up. He's kind of dealt with some of the stuff that Dylan might be going through. So that's why I think the, the McCord and Fleming would never like a package deal. But it was really easy for Julian Fleming to be like, okay, well, I'll take some NIL money and go be the veteran in this room, and I already know who this quarterback is. I know what he can do. I just don't think you can get that when you have Dylan Rayola. See, I did it again. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. I, I don't, right. just like is, I can't is, not is call Rayola, Chubba Purdy. Right? Like I call I, Chubba Purdy like, Brock and Brock Chubba. I can't say his last name. That's why I just rock last it's, names. Well, yeah, that's it's why Rayola, and I can't DR? do it. Yeah. Yeah, I could just call him Dylan. Dylan. I, yeah, I purposefully. It seems like we're too familiar with each other. I've never yeah. actually talked to him. 
I've oh, never actually talked to him. No. Yet. Oh, he's a nice um, guy. I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that too. Which is incredible because I've covered his recruitment since 2021. But uh, Brian Christofferson, one of my coworkers, talked yeah, to him. Yeah, we've had Brian first, on. Yep. When he first came on to uh, the scene. And then the family kind of basically wanted to just sort of work with specific reporters for the different recruiting sites. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of Steve Wilfong for us. Mm-hmm. And so I have never actually had a conversation with <laughs> Nebraska's biggest signee so we it's wild to me to actually say that out loud but i i at least want to like admit that so i don't i don't ever want to come off you know fake or like pretending like i know this stuff because i've met him and i talked to him i have it you have it but wilt fong did drop a fong bomb Mm -hmm. what would you call your if you like when you put in your crystal balls what do you call yours is it like a schaefer shuffle (laughs) what what, what what is it a lot of times I make them and I don't even want to call attention to it because it's just like, oh yeah, there's like a, it, it's weird. You know, initially when this first started, you're like, oh man, this is great. I'm going to be able to like prove to everyone how smart I am. And then it's like, no one understands that recruiting is so fluid that, you know, it, the Kyle McCord thing is a great example of this. Like yep. everyone just thought that that was still going to be the exact same thing once Dylan entered the picture and it, it just changes how you're going to to go about things. And so, um, yeah, I don't have, like, a catchy nickname for it. Um, I almost – there's times where I'm like, do I even really want to put one of these in? Yeah. And a lot of it also comes down to trying to decide, like, okay, this kid told me he's going to commit. Like, does it make sense for me to then, like, put it in and then everyone's going to know about it? Yeah. yeah. And so then it's, like, the part of me that wants to be, oh, I broke this news or I have this scoop. And this just happened a couple weeks ago or a week ago with a, a kid, um, uh, Alexander Ruggeroli or Xander Ruggeroli, yeah, the, yeah. the offensive lineman from Las Vegas. I got tipped off that, uh, the door was back open for Nebraska and we have been kind of texting throughout since he had visited in October. And so I just sent him a text and was, Hey, what's going on with Nebraska? A couple hours pass and he just sends me a text. And he's like, I committed. <laughs> and, oh. and I'm like, okay, so, um, I was like, do you have a couple minutes to talk? Because I have to, like, figure out, okay, like, is this, like, a, is he going to announce? Is there going to be a hat ceremony? Like, what is this thing going to be? So he gets on the phone, and he just starts talking about the commitment. And at the end of it, I'm like, so, hey, uh, do you want me to, like, put a – because there's nothing out there yet. I was like, do you want me to put a story out? And he's like, I got to talk to my parents. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Let's good do good idea. Let's, let's make sure everybody's on the same page here. Because <laughs> the last thing I want to do is to piss off some parents that I've never met before in my life. Uh, so, you know, everything is – and then I'm thinking about it, and it's like, so I know this kid's committed. Do I go put in a crystal ball? And the competitive business side of my brain is like, well, no, because I don't want to tip anybody else off to yeah. this. So then it's like, how do I make a post on my message board that makes it seem like something could be happening without completely giving away that it's eyeballs happen? every time? Yeah, a cryptic tweet. <laughs> I have a source. Everybody's got a source. Yeah. yeah. Eyeballs. I know something's going to happen this day. Keep it as vague as possible. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. I like I have really struggled with how I want to go about like the crystal ball thing. And then, you know, I put in a crystal ball in February for Dylan uh, because at the time, the people I were talking with and what he was doing behind the scenes and his dad behind the scenes, just their involvement, what was going on at Nebraska is like, why, you know, what they're doing, how is this not going to end up with them at Nebraska? And (laughs) it did. But so I put in that crystal ball and I even said it it is like, this is sort of based off of a hunch off of what, you know, I'm hearing and sort of what's going on behind the scenes. And 
then ultimately Nebraska doesn't get them, and everyone's like, "You're an idiot." Yeah, so do you, kind of an idiot. But now you're do big you, brain. Do you take a hit for that, and then it gets erased when he does actually commit? No, not really. Nobody really? remembers. Yeah, um, well, no, I but remember. like for your percentage, like yeah. your oh, shooting percentage. Yeah. How does that work? Not really. Like I, I wish there was a part of me that if I was in control of the the crystal ball, uh, the way that everything worked. It'd be like, you'd only get to put in one prediction. Yeah. And then if you put in other predictions, it wouldn't, like, you would still just consider it as a miss, but you could still kind of tell the story of how the recruitment is going. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard when you just have these weird scenarios like this that popped up. I mean, he was going to Georgia until Carson Beck basically said he's coming back. Yeah. And then that changed everything. And, you know, as soon as he wasn't going to have a path to playing time, suddenly Nebraska became the most interesting thing in the world. There's no way to predict that. Yeah. You know, and so, like, Nebraska spent a week flying around the country, checking out these other quarterbacks, setting up everything with Kyle McCord, only to basically just, like, throw it all in the trash on Monday afternoon last week. Yeah, that is a good point that you bring up. Like, it's so fluid. I remember, like, you know, you've got Greg Smith saying, oh, yeah, I just – he was on my flight, right, coming into Nebraska. And then we hop on the – hop into uh, off it – or not off it, Jesus. You were in Epley. We 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 you go to a lot of clearance if you're getting yeah. in off. Right. No, we go to Epley <laughs> and he's incredible. walking through TSA with us, and we're like, oh hey, he's leaving Nebraska. Oh, Kyle now. McCord, yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. McCord, yes. yeah. And so yeah, I mean, it's like it was so. Did he say how much he hated it on his way out? Oh jeez. Look, I'll say this. It didn't look like he was enthused. That might just be because he just went through TSA. He did not look like he was very chipper when we <laughs> yeah. saw him. Well, you hey, look, unless you get if a, you're a chipper free, going through yeah. TSA, I don't right. know what's going on. Right. Unless you, you get a free grab, it ain't worth it. <laughs> right. Well, you, you, so. hear, you hear McCord's visit went awesome, and then there's other people that say his visit went shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one is it, people? I think, like, it, went, I think it went shit. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I mentioned this on our own podcast last week at – Nine in the morning on Wednesday, I got information, and uh, Chris Hummer actually was posting it on our message. Like, the visit went terrific right. for both Julian Fleming and for Kyle McCord. We're getting a Signs ball. are great. Everything's fantastic. <laughs> Crystal ball. At about 4 o'clock, about 30 minutes before everything just sort of went completely south with Kyle McCord, I get a phone call from someone else in the 24-7 Sports Network, and I'll leave their name out of it. And he's like, hey, I've got it source into the McCord camp. And it sounds like everything was terrible and it's not going to be Nebraska. And I was like, oh, so it was the greatest visit of all time this morning and now everything is terrible. I wonder what might have happened in between. Made me shit. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they good. The thing is, he wasn't even on campus when it went from being amazing to terrible. Yeah. Like that's the part of it where you're like, huh. So it was amazing and he was back home, but now it's terrible and he's back home. Okay. I gotta, Do you think that's because yeah. Matt ruled? Maybe it was like, we're just going to go a different direction. And then he instantly was like, well, now it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard everything. I don't have any sourcing that makes me feel super comfortable saying that I would know what it was. Yeah. It could be any variety of things. And sometimes, like, you think what's going to be a formality, and I've had coaches tell me this, you're bringing a kid in for a visit, and you think it's just going to be this slam dunk. Mm-hmm. And the kid comes in, and you just think he's an asshole and they don't yep. want to deal with them. Yeah. Like there has been multiple times Nebraska's had a kid on an official visit where halfway through they're like, we don't want this kid. Mm. And everything was lining up for him to, to go there. And I'm not saying that's what happened with McCord, but that's a possibility. Oh yeah. Where it's like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be a fit for us. Yeah. More realistic to me is that for Nebraska to ultimately end up with Dylan, 
they probably couldn't have something in his way in terms of playing time. Oh, yeah. That's my sure. theory. I No one's told me that. But I think two plus two generally equals four. Yeah. Uh, unless we're doing the new age math that I know nothing about. Right. Well, and count anyway. can you imagine one bad pass and well, Dylan's on the roster and I the mean, crowd's going to be chanting, Dylan, Dylan. And they're going to say, Riola, Rayola, right. all the wrong way. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say really quick, I purposefully went to the TCU volleyball roster and it has the little ear mm. right next to Taylor, Riola's name. And I clicked it. Ryola, like bread, like rye, rye like beer. So sorry, just had to get that out whiskey. Of so I don't know why I started saying it the wrong way, and then it's just I have not been able to correct myself. It's okay, this, so. I forgive you. Thank you, so, I appreciate that. With what I feel like a lot of us thought, McCord at at one point feeling like almost a formality. Um, now going to Syracuse, Ryola, Rayola, whatever you'd like. Rye. Rye. Right. So I was right. I was told to think of it like this. Rye is smooth and his his play is supposed to oh, be smooth. Yeah. Oh, so you Rye put those two her. things together. Okay. So him, you know, supposed to be committed to Georgia, coming to Nebraska. My thought for you, like the Fong bomb. Or bong. Yeah. <laughs> I said last week, I was like, we got a Fong bong for yeah. Del- Dylan Riola. Those were his- I don't know if he participates, <laughs> but I can ask him. <laughs> those were his college days. <laughs> Only in college. That's when he was dropping <laughs> Fong bongs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where he got the idea. For yeah. <laughs> when you get those big flips, I'm thinking Schaefer shakeups. Ooh. Ooh. I already bad. texted my lawyer. I'll give you the trick. Okay. And, yeah. and then if he misses, it's yours. Thank and then you. if he misses, it's a shafe chafe. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my last name doesn't go particularly well with anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It's hard to rhyme. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, Mike, I go, Mike I is go. pretty easy. As yeah. a fellow Mike, you know, you can rhyme yeah. anything on Mike. Pretty I, much. I had to revert to Chafe, for God's sake. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> right. But, so. We, I appreciate we, the creativity. Yeah. We touched on, obviously, like Nebraska allegedly still in the Julian Fleming market. You're saying, yeah, it's less likely. Yeah, I it's would a be, big I mean, gamble. I would be shocked, but maybe you can throw enough NIL money to make it worth yeah. interest. I mean, that's, uh, the, that's the thing that changed the whole game in terms of recruiting. Like, the stuff that you would always sort of rely on five years ago is different now because it's like, well, what if Nebraska just decides to give this guy, you know, a million high-end six figures yeah. and just to, because they need a wide receiver? I don't know if they're capable of doing that. Yeah. And there's a lot of misconceptions of what that actually looks like. It's not just straight cash. It's never straight cash. I can't say that enough times, and I will still get asked. What? So they just get like a check? Yeah, straight no, from like no. in a McDonald's no. bag, right? There's no like bank account where they're just drawing that cash out of. Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, that that'll be interesting. This holiday season, make your home shine with Richie Holiday Lights. From enchanting residential displays to jaw-dropping commercial lighting, we've got you covered. And here's the best part. For a limited time, enjoy 25% off on all our custom Christmas lights by mentioning no block, no rock. Transform your home into a winter wonderland with Richie Holiday Lights. We handle everything from design to installation, so you can sit back and enjoy the magic of the season. Don't wait. The holidays are just around the corner. Book your Richie Holiday Lights experience today. Richie Holiday Lights, lighting up your holidays one bulb at a time. Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, 
The Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than B&B Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, B&B Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guest stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. B&B Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started. But so uh, a two-parter question. Mm-hmm. Um, one, let's, for the sake of this conversation, assume Fleming is likely not coming here. Is there another receiver in Nebraska's like scope of possibility that's there? And if not, do you see these young receivers that Nebraska has that, uh, in my opinion, they're, they're young and they're talented. Do you see them just focusing on developing them as a, opposed to trying to grab a veteran receiver like a Julian Fleming? I think no matter what, they're going to go get a veteran receiver. It's just yep. going to be like what level of good is that veteran mm-hmm. receiver? I wrote about this actually when writing about uh, just kind of thoughts for, for Dylan Riola here for this upcoming year. I mean, Billy Kemp was essentially kind of I know a, in terms of overall what he could produce on the field. He had like 305 yards, but he also can't throw the ball to himself either. Yep. But Nebraska got Billy Kemp in late December, early January. Like that version of player is still going to be out there. And there's also something else that we haven't talked a lot about as a just, you know, covering recruiting and covering the transfer portal. And it's still the bowl season. There's a lot of guys that when they get done with their bowl game, they are going to move on to another program. So there's still going to be other receivers out there. I still expect Nebraska to get one. But the more interesting part of what you asked is what someone like um, Dylan Riola can do for Jalen Lloyd, for a Malachi Coleman. I mean, one of the most disheartening things that happened in the month of November was that these receivers were out there and getting a ton of reps, and they were open. Yep. And they could not get them the ball Mm. in rhythm more often than not. And I, I think about, like, we all watch enough football We've all probably played football video games. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing in the world is the drag route that you dump off to someone with some speed, and then he turns the corner, and then he's just gone. And you have Malachi, you have Jalen Lloyd, you have that kind of speed. Jaden Doss is not slow. You know, Demetrius Bell upcoming, a guy that everyone should know on their radar for next year. If Dylan can hit some of those passes, I mean, those guys can – really help you more than they did. And a lot of it was they just had to be big play threats, and it just had to be perfect. Yeah. And I think Matt Rule's offense and what Marcus Satterfield, what those guys want to do is build off the play action to where you can take some shots down the field. 
but they could also have had some easier throws in there. And it just didn't feel like whether it was something that wasn't in Heinrich Harburg's game or Jeff Sims game. And or Chubba Purdy's game. <laughs> Chubba's game was entirely like, here's the play call. When the play breaks down, that's when the real play is. Going. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, so yeah, he's the judge. I mean, he's, yeah. he's entirely off schedule. I mean, he's just yeah. never going to be an on schedule quarterback. And so it's, it's hard to call an offense for that. Yeah. You know, and like even that Jalen Lloyd touchdown wasn't necessarily like the most on schedule play. It just worked out. It just made way. it work. Yeah. 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 So I have to imagine, and maybe this is just my kind of personal bias. Tell me if I'm wrong, Mike J. Schaefer. I have to imagine that Dylan wouldn't be coming here if Marcus Satterfield was the quarterback's coach still. Do you think that's, what do you think think about that? I really don't think that's as big of a deal um, as other people probably think that it is. Uh, One, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback's coach. Like I, this is, uh, I would be surprised if there's anybody in Nebraska's media that thinks Marcus Satterfield's going to be the quarterback's coach next year, but fandom. Um, it sure seems like he's going to move back to what he was supposed to be doing, which was coaching the tight ends. Uh, and then they will go find someone that seems like he's going to be coming from the NFL to, to be coaching quarterbacks. I don't, there's no done deal on that. I don't have any inside info there, but I don't think that's like the, a deal breaker at all in this whole thing, because these guys, you know, Mario Verduzco used to get really pissed about this, but these guys all <laughs> work with their private quarterback coaches a ton mm-hmm. and True. you can bet your ass that Dylan has been working with someone for years, Jeff Christensen. And you're not just, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so you're not just going to like Marcus Satterfield, isn't going to have him and then erase those years worth of work. Uh, just because he happened to like spend 10 minutes in the meeting. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> right. you know? Wouldn't that be no. something? You're throwing this way. I actually want you to yeah. throw this way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Underarm. It, it doesn't quite work like that. So I, I'm not super, I don't feel like that was ever like as big of a part of it. Okay. I, honestly, the single best thing Nebraska had going for it is also what tanked its 2023 season. It has no quarterback. Yep. Yeah. But they, that like, we can talk about the idea that his dad's name is on the stadium. We can talk about the fact that he's been here a million times. We can talk about the fact that his NIL money is probably going to be bigger and his presence is going to be bigger in Lincoln than it will be anywhere else in the college football landscape. The thing that mattered is that there was no one in front of the line at quarterback, and he just put himself there. hundred like, percent. I am first. So you're saying Dylan Rayla will be the quarterback next year? I mean, assuming health, I, I don't see how any way this isn't what a, it's going to be. Yes. I mean, he didn't so, come here to be anyone's backup. Correct. I, I think that has to be the mentality that everyone thinks going into the spring, and that should make for a really fun spring. And I can already imagine how Nebraska is envisioning uh, advertising the uh, the spring game ticket sales. And oh, those fine. are probably going to go really, really there's, fast. There's you think a sellout? Signs. I whatever they have for total attendance, because I don't know if the whole stadium will be available or not. It should be this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. it, it'll be, I bet it's at least 80000 I'm For I'm 10 excited. bucks a pop on a day, yeah. like it's late April, it should be, the weather should be solid. Should be. And I'm in. people want to see him. Like the fervor about him right. is three years of buildup, and that's your first payoff point. Yep. People so are going to be wanting to watch it. You, uh, not in the context I'm in or like use this word in, but you said the magic word for me. Mm. You said line. And, like, we understand that Dylan Raiola is a great, great pocket passer, at least from what we've seen of him. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he's not in the Big Ten yet. Like, we haven't seen that. He is mobile, 
but he is not a running quarterback. Do you see with what we've got on this O line? I, I think even with you know having three offensive linemen out for like a very decent portion of this season, do you think that the line that we currently have? is going to be capable of defending him to allow to be that pocket passer? Is there going to be some bolstering moving forward? Do you see anything in this recruiting that is going to be like, are we going to be targeting that specifically now to get him more protection? Man, talk about an awkward conversation between nephew and uncle, right? right. Yeah. 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 Like, can, kill can you protect me? No, um, I actually, as someone who just destroyed uh, Donovan... <laughs> Donovan Raiola in 2022 mm-hmm. destroyed the decision of bringing him back in 2023. Um, you weren't alone. Just did not feel remotely good about it. I have to say, of all the things that sort of sucked for Nebraska in 2023, the line play was largely pretty good. It was yeah. good. Um, yeah, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't. You know, 1995, but. They got the they gave their quarterbacks opportunities more often than not. And a lot of the sacks, especially in the Michigan State game, just guys holding on to the ball or mm-hmm. guys getting too far out of the pocket and starting to drift away from where their protection is. One of the things that you will hear from the evaluators, or at least from 24-7 evaluators, Dylan climbs the pocket really well. He's able to manipulate and move people in the secondary by how he can kind of shift his body and get to the different spots that he wants to to be able to throw. And so I'm not, you know, with Bryce Benhart coming back and, and stabilizing the right side, the real concern I have is can they get the best version of Teddy Prohaska? Yeah. Like, is that out there still? Because, you know, we saw that one half against Aiden Hutchinson, and that has carried his entire career so yep. far. Because he's otherwise largely kind of been really hit or miss. And so to me, the biggest thing that happens in the offseason for this offensive line is can they build him? And I don't even think it's a physical thing. I think they got to get it between the ears. They have to build the confidence for him. They have to make him feel comfortable. I have never had an offensive lineman talk the way that he did after the North Dakota game last year where he basically said he more or less was saying, I shouldn't be out here. Mm. Like he, he did not have the confidence to block an FCS defensive end in that game. Like that's, that's your left tackle. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's ten. tough. So, um, and there's not going to be reinforcements coming. I mean, there, I don't really ever look for Nebraska to try to build through the, the transfer portal with their offensive line. I mean, they, they can get a Ben Scott if there's something like that where you're getting multiple years. That makes sense. But for the most part, I think they want to develop it as much as they can internally. And I don't know what they have behind Teddy Prohaska, but they're going to need him to really kind of make a jump. He's sort of the... It's probably the biggest X factor on your offensive line. Otherwise, that picture looks pretty good. So, and then we still don't know what role Turner Corcoran might have. Yeah, too. I was going to yeah, say, if he Turner finally gets to play guard, yeah. and three years of me just being like, he's a guard, he's a guard, he's a guard. What about guard? Maybe we're going to see the four-star potential of a guy who's a pretty good player that has been out of position his entire career, just like Matt Farniak was, who yeah. made it into the NFL and got to play in the NFL when he got to play guard. Yeah, he yeah. played Eight. guard and center, didn't he, in the yeah. NFL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like he had a great career, but but the idea being the talent was always there. He was out of position playing right tackle and Sutton Smith destroying him for NIU for an entire game. So not like a hot take. At this point, if we can say we've got offensive linemen playing in the NFL, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. In any role. Hot take, right? The NFL, uh, if you're starting in the NFL, you're probably better than you are in the Big Ten, right? Yes. Like the competition is probably a little better. So a, a pure hypothetical, you talk about, you know, and Mike says this all the time. A big part of where Nebraska has fallen short seems to be between the ears. Do you think 
knowing that on that offensive line, we got a five-star QB back there. If we give him time, we can win games. Do you think that's going to light a fire? Do you think that's going to provide more motivation? Or has it always been kind of, you know... Is it weird if I think that shouldn't even matter? Uh, No, that's that's my question. That's probably the right answer. It's hard for me to imagine that Bryce Penhart's like, well, it's a five-star now instead of Adrian, so I really got to pick my game up. So I, (laughs) I, like... I don't think like they think like that. I think it's more of, is this a guy that is going to be in a spot or are we going to look around? Cause like part of the problem of Adrian too, is you never know how to block for somebody like that. Yeah. Like when you have someone that's in the pocket and you know, and you've, you've done all those drills, it's easier to do your job than when you have a guy who is constantly just trying to escape or, you know, because the coverage is good or whatever it is. Yeah. Look at the Ravens offensive line. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, and they have really good offensive linemen on yeah. their offensive line, too. I mean, Ronnie Stanley's fantastic, but you don't always know where, where Lamar Jackson is. You can give up sacks that way. Um, so I think if they are able to develop a trust that he is going to, and especially if you're calling an offense where you're just getting the ball out. I mean, again, so many of their sacks last year were just inability to read the field or or what have you. So I think that will help the offensive line as well. And then, you know, the other thing that will help in pass protection is if you can actually run the ball effectively. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Is there a running back target that Nebraska might have that we don't know about yet? Or maybe a guy that we were after. Now I wish that, we that have... I had, like, this magical name for you. Yeah. Is um, Trevor Etienne still on the board? No, <laughs> no. He's, I don't think he was ever on the board. I feel like that was a little wish was, casting. I, yeah. I, sure I, I'm allowed to wish. Yeah, well, you're, like, you're allowed to wish. Mic. It was one of those where everyone, uh, there was, like, that one. Was that last Monday as well when that, like, yeah. turned Oh, yeah, same thing. thing. Oh, yeah. And then you go and you look, and it's like nobody on staff is even following him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prince, Prince Lee. Yeah, well. You know? And that was one where I, I feel like there I was actually some possibility there, but it was, I, I wonder if just the old miss package was going to be too much, but going back to the running back, I don't have a name. And that is probably the thing that I would be most concerned about looking at the news of today. And you look at like, okay, they're going to go, they'll find a veteran receiver. Right. Mm-hmm. And you like their young receivers. I like Emmett Johnson. I'm not in love with anything. Nebraska has done at running back since roughly 2013. So, um, that is an area that I am just dumbfounded that, I mean, I'm probably a little older than you guys, maybe. I don't know by how much, but. You're not uh, older than this guy. No way, right? Oh, yeah. he's older than me. <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I, <laughs> but, like, my entire childhood growing up, Nebraska was loaded at running back. Like, there was, like, one year where Josh Davis was a starter, and I was like, well, this doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. But then immediately <laughs> it turns into Corey Ross and then, you know, Brandon Jackson and then. Uh, Roy Halu and Rex Burkhead and then Amir Abdullah and he's so good that Aaron Green and Braylon Hurd don't stick around and then it's just like dies after yeah that. yeah pretty much has and died since if you also look at Nebraska's record it's died roughly around the same time they stopped having a really good running back too and so I would love to see Nebraska get back to where the running back really matters where you've got someone that can be a difference maker where he can take the pressure off of your quarterback. I mean, so much of the 2010s and 2020s has been quarterbacks just got to make a play. Well, he doesn't have help enough time. I mean, Divino Zigbu was fine. Yeah, he had that fine. breakout year. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Like, you at a place like Nebraska, you should have a stud running back, and they haven't been able to evaluate them. They haven't been able to develop them. They haven't been able to keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why. It just seems like this is a place where you should have a running back. In, running back in a, you. In a should broader be. sense, not only just Nebraska, in a broader sense, you have to have a solid running game in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, it's I, the whole conference. Purdue's about the only team that's ever had success where it's just like, they just kind of, whoever was a running back was a running back. And even the year where they went to the Big Ten title game, wasn't King DeRue was at least solid or whoever yeah. it was. Yeah. They've had some weird Austin... Horvath or whatever. Yeah, Horvath. Yeah, that's strange. Oh, yeah. That is a name that I have not thought about. Yeah. No one should think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Even his parents are like, oh, you play football? What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Hey, but, Adam, um, come on over. Good for you, champ. Oh, yeah, whatever, Austin. Yeah. What have you been doing? <laughs> um, but, well, like, yeah, yeah you're, you are hearing that this name, uh, Dante Dowdell from I've, Oregon. Yep. I don't know if, if you have any. I don't have anything on it yeah. at this point. But, yeah, it's one of those things you see – um, you, you've seen it pop up, but I haven't, there's no smoking gun linking Nebraska to it at this point. And there might not be until someday he's just there, but it's, it's also, it's just one of those where it feels like so much of it too, is, are they going to commit to it? Uh, if they get a guy, are they going to commit to, to someone? And we saw very early on, they struggled to do that in the Minnesota game. They, by the time they committed to Gabe Irvin, he had the injury that basically took him out of the, the rest of the season. Um, I wonder I mean, how that season plays out if you have Gabe Irvin, you know, the rest of the year. And I don't I don't want to take anything away from him. I don't think that he's anything particularly special either. So I, I would just like to see Nebraska get to the point where they have a running back that they trust and that they're willing to give the ball to in critical situations to make life easier for everybody else on the offense. Like, right. can, can we get a 20-carry guy, please? Right. That's, please. All, that's all we've been asking for. Like, you since know we started really good in this offense? Like a Diedrich Mills. Yeah. Like that's, you're yeah. not even yes. asking for a superstar. You're asking for a guy that you can just volume carry the ball yep. and Capable. make it hard for defenses and keep them honest. Right. And Average we, yeah. three yards a carry. We've four just yards carry. we've just been asking for like a Braylon Allen in Wisconsin or like a Mo- well that would be pretty cool <laughs> Abraham Moises from uh, from Minnesota right like it's just is that a stud running back is that yeah. is that what he's called her Mo Ibrahim is that what no, yeah. Abraham Moises, Moises is that uh, Key and Peel skit like the yeah. West versus East yeah. Mo Ibrahim yeah. yeah I was like did. Did he read an inside joke? Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and, it wasn't an inside joke. It just, you know, it wasn't funny. It's a key and I'm peel kidding. Yeah, oh, thanks. Key like and peel. It. Yes. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's what I do like is we don't even talk or really speculate about the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, isn't I that mean, nice? It's nice to have a D coordinator that we've locked up for a another, year. Another year. year. And you don't hey, really there's some worry. jobs that he would have left for that are off the market now for a little bit. So that makes it, you know, makes it a little nice, right? Yeah. I mean, you have one side of the ball that seems to be fine. Special teams, eh. offense, look, offensive line. I, I am hopeful. Grant Bricks, Preston Taumua. Taumua, yeah. I like the fact that they got this Xander Ruggiroli on a walk-on. Yeah. Like, uh, NIL, NIL scholars. NIL, NIL scholars. Sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah. That's just flexing you money, baby. I mean. That's yeah. all that means. It is a little bit of a like, oh yeah, let's see you do this, Iowa. Let's yeah, Iowa. yeah. Can you can you a, flex money like that? It's a smart way to me to build out your roster. I mean, if you look at Nebraska this past year, they got a lot of contribution from guys that started as walk-ons. I mean, they were they were on scholarship in some cases, or they were blue shirts or whatever. Uh, but if you can build out your roster, it allows you to miss on some guys that you're just like, we're taking a swing here. But if we know we have a competent person that can at least step into that role, it allows us to swing on a high-variance player. And so I yeah. think I think the, the Matt Rule approach to NIL is less 
Dylan Rayola, who I'm sure is not hurting, um, and more the the Ruggeroli route with the the younger guys, and then it's rewarding the guys on your roster. It's making sure that Isaac Gifford is coming back and getting taken care of in the NIL sense because he's not going to go test out the NFL waters right now or what have you. I think they want to reward from within more often than not, Mm -hmm. and I think those NIL scholarships are a big way to do that. Speaking of NIL, for the listeners out there that aren't overly familiar how the process works, and obviously you being in the recruiting world and seeing NIL evolve the way it has, can you give us like any insight of like how this stuff plays out? Like, what is it like? What does it look like if I'm recruit A who is a four star and I'm visiting Nebraska? What does that picture look like? Yeah, you know, it's really going to depend on whether you're at a position that they view as a premium, whether it's a thing where they have like five guys like you, so they don't have to, you know, they don't have to do much. Here's what I know Nebraska has if you're on the roster, you're going to receive some sort of NIL compensation. Okay. It may not be much, but it's still something. So you're going to get something there. Um, like I said, more often with this version of Nebraska, they want to use NIL to help, uh, you know, keep guys happy on the roster, take care of the guys who have been good players for you, incentivize guys to sort of step up their play to move into that level, that sort of thing. I mean, when it was Scott Frost staff, you would hear things about like Caden Green's a great example. He just started at Oklahoma went to the portal. I don't know if he's going anywhere yet. Do we know? Has, I don't think he's going to know that name at all. I heard like Missouri maybe. Well, that would, yeah. make, that would yeah. make the most. There's it was no Missouri, Oklahoma, spot. Nebraska were the three schools yep. at the end. I don't think Nebraska is involved with them at all or I haven't yep. heard that they are. But like I remember hearing from other people on 24-7 Sports Network where it's like, yeah, Nebraska's got like a six-figure package for, for Caden Green. And I think a lot of people think that just means it's going to be straight money, but really – you're going to get a lease car in there and the value of that car is pulled out of that oh, package. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have a furnished apartment and the condo is going to be pulled out of that package and the furniture that's coming from one of the NIL places is going to be pulled out of that. So it all works against financially. So you're set up really nicely, but it's not like you're just getting this as straight mm, cash. Okay. Sure. And so it's, it's more of, I refer to it as like a package because there's different stuff in there that's taken care of for you that, cuts against the overall total that you're going to get very very few guys are just being handed a check and being told you know thank you yeah there you go it's it's (laughs) total valuation versus cash yes and i think that's the, the the other problem is that there's no transparency for any of this so if some twitter account is basically like, yeah cam ward is getting two million dollar offers from seven programs husker 247 not yours, the other one. The and the other, or the other one. Or the, sorry, go on. <laughs> or the other, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's, there's no way to verify that. Yeah. And there's no way to know what, like, that actually means in terms of, okay, is this, you know, like Ohio State, if you're a quarterback at Ohio State, I've been told that you have, like, a $600,000 starting package and you get a vehicle. And, like, that's just being a quarterback at Ohio State. Um, now, of that 600000 how much of that is liquid cash that you can actually have? Very debatable. Yeah. Uh, But it's just, there's no real transparency with this because they don't have to be. But when it eventually goes in-house, and I think that it will, and that is very much what Trev Alberts wants because Nebraska is putting together a war chest of money to help pay for all of their sports, not just football. And they are very, very aggressive in pursuing this because as soon as it goes in-house, they are going to throw that cash. Um when that happens, there'll be a little bit more transparency to it because then it becomes a 
public entity. Yeah, business. But right now, you know, nobody nobody's going to 1890 and be like, I need to look at your books. You know, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. But nobody's Fine doing that. Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Our savior, everybody, right? <laughs> um, He's my so, king. You know, you you kind of you're going off a of word of mouth, and we know how the game of telephone works. So mm-hmm. it it you know a guy who's making a hundred thousand it turns into seven hundred thousand by the fourteenth person. So right, right. You just never know. Do you yeah. think that Matt rule reset the market for nil quarterbacks? By I going think, publicly and saying that that price tag essentially, um, no, but I think he said the part that coaches have been somewhat hesitant to say out loud because they don't have the backing that Nebraska might. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, I, I often feel like Matt Rule does not allow things to happen without thinking about what he might be able to achieve out of it. Yep. So for him to stand up in front of that room and know that he's going to be a viral sensation by saying and attaching numbers. And he was. He, he also oh, knows he's going to drive people to donate to Nebraska because they're going to feel like, oh, God, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> and they're going to put money into it. Right. What, oh, man. And, you know, for some people, it might be like 25 bucks. For some people, it might be 2500 For other people, it might be 25000 You just, you never know. What I find most interesting is um, – the comment about, you know, a quarterback might be one, one, five, two. That not only shows to quarterbacks that, hey, Nebraska is looking for players. Mm-hmm. They are looking for wins. Do you feel in your mind that other players, other positions, wide receivers, linemen, linebackers, running backs, whatever, see that and like, Nebraska is very serious about this. Um, do you see that kind of translation or do you feel like that's kind of more of a position specific statement? I think the portal is going to be such a position specific thing. Your offensive linemen are always going to demand a lot of money. Your defensive line, because those are the hardest things to find, right? Sure. And then quarterback is going to be right in there. And then you're looking at corner, the, the positions that are never going to get as much money out of the NIL linebackers. There's a million of them Yeah. running backs. There's a million of them. Nobody knows who's good and who's not. Look at Nebraska's great example. Of it. <laughs> uh, wide receivers, there's a million of them. And it's like the system is going to dictate how good you are more often than not in college. Like a lot of wide receivers have the same four, four speed skill set. They have similar hands. They don't necessarily play for a, a program that's going to get them the ball 60 times, you know. So um, I think your premium positions, pass rusher, quarterback, corner, protectors, your offensive line, those are going to command almost all of the money. Everybody else is squabbling over the scraps. And so I, I think you, the, those players are going to have to figure some of that out. Now, there's another issue here going on with college football, and I've talked with coaches that aren't at Nebraska about this, and so I know it's not just coming from here. A lot of guys think just because they started games means they're going to get a lot of money. Right. It does not work that way. No. Like, congrats, you started 13 games from Toledo. That doesn't mean you're going to get $250,000 to go compete for a starting job at a Power 5 school. Right. Chances are, if you're getting big money, you're either a complete stud and everybody knows it. You play a premium position and you've got years of experience. You have NFL bloodlines. Those are the three things. Everybody else is kind of fighting for the same thing. You know, there's, it's, it's no different than any other part of society. You have your upper class, your middle class, and your lower class. And the middle lower class is going to make the bulk of everything, and they're going to get the smallest amount. Your upper class, your premium positions, they're going to take most of that money. 
Yeah, there's a reason why there's still a thousand plus players sitting in the portal right now looking for a new home. Yeah. <laughs> so a just, lot of NIA, NAIA schools out there looking. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'm sure oh. they got great NIA. Where's, where's Syracuse will take you? Okay. <laughs> <Where's> so, Syracuse? <laughs> I, I, I Who's looking a, for anybody? Yeah. I sent a screenshot to our group chat earlier today from the NIA championship. And I actually, I don't know the player's name. I'm sure it's on the back of the jersey that I sent. But there was, I think it's a linebacker. <laughs> oh, yeah. That on the bottom of his pads. What? Had a sign strapped to the bottom of his pad that said, warning, beware of dog. <laughs> and tell me that's not the hardest shit you've ever heard. NAIA, though. Right. It, NAIA, it was the NAIA National Championship. Who gives me. a shit? <laughs> I mean, it's Mike, not, how many natties me, have you won? Me. It's pretty good. Yes. Ron Smart. None of us have won natties. I thought you were like his Venmo on there. Oh, no, oh, that would be awesome. That would be. That whole thing about, I, I don't know who, like. Bill Bush. Yeah. The yeah. whole thing about, like. We were talking about that Bill last week, and he's like, man, you know, guy makes a big interception, and they just flash up on the score. There it is. Like, pay up. There's his Venmo. <laughs> yeah, pay him. And I immediately thought of, I don't know why this is the, the play I thought of, but uh, when Gonzaga beat. UCLA on a half court bank shot from Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like if his Venmo was went up in that moment. Oh, yeah. How many people in Vegas that made money that cashed in on that oh, are yeah. just like, oh, I'm giving him a share. I love oh, him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's where I come in and I shoot a Venmo request for like fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I hope that he just clicks it without looking. Uh, and I make money off of his great play. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. What you got to do, man. Um. So we're gonna close this out, but before. We do. I got to ask. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Sure. Uh-oh. Have you ever, like... Do I the, put my fingers up? Is yeah. It, yeah. Never have I ever. drinking there. I'm around a table. <laughs> like, like Nebraska's head coach, have you ever drunk tweeted? <laughs> yeah. Have I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from you, if from you, the 247 account. Oh, no. I don't use that account a lot. Okay. I don't think my coworkers <laughs> want me on that account a lot. Like, you're, you're talking about a commit, and you're just like, <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Second Vegas, part of the question. I love Vegas. Definitely not that. Second part to the question. Do you want to hang out for like three hours, and I'm just going to feed you beers? Yeah. And we're going to dream up some wild shit to tweet. Yeah. I, mean, I don't see why this hasn't happened already. <laughs> I mean, red, you you gave red. me one beer. I've been kind of slow with it. Yeah, yeah. it was very good. Red, yeah, I, I don't 20. think I don't. I mean, I'd be curious to know if you know how much power you hold. You just start dropping crystal balls everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's just like freaking out. Change let's, your let's, crystal ball from Dylan it. Riola to Ohio it? State. No, right. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we'll call it the red uh, state will burn. Red sled, baby. There was a uh, a twenty four seven sports writer who inadvertently put in a Nebraska crystal ball for Kawan. I saw that, oh. and I don't. I I meant to call him and be like, I "Hey, what's happening there?" I think <laughs> knowing how our system works, like you have the drop down menu, and I'm guessing Missouri was right above Nebraska, and he just uh. like slid it a little too far. <laughs> Didn't check it. Yeah, we have I like a three that. check system, so there's like no reason that you should make a mistake, right? You but check your list twice when you make hundreds of these. You're just like click, 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 boom, you're done. I guarantee that's what happened. Because uh, I saw he, that go up, and I'm like, mm, mm, you wrong. It's not going to go well. <laughs> I'll, see him, right? I'll bet you he, he probably gained like 13 new followers for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then he lost them all. Look, so the it, the blue checks probably got after him. They were yeah. probably, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fake news. What are you yeah. doing? Blue Musk checks, is all blue over. Hairs. All right, guys. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to touch on? I know, Mike, you got your, your dad's birthday. Hey, relax. We good. We good. Um just one thing I want to touch on very quickly. Uh, we don't have to dwell on it. I did wear this shirt intentionally today. Nebraska basketball did take down K-State. Yeah. 
dismantled. They went into their kitty litter. And they dismantled, they declawed them, motherfuckers. Yeah, so uh, shout out Nebraska basketball. Fred Hoiberg getting it done. I believe that's what, eight and three now? No, they only have two losses. Nine, eight, and, eight nine and two. two. Nine and two. Nine there and we two. go. I was one yeah. game off. They pissed um, down their leg against Minnesota and they got their ass kicked by Creighton. Yeah. So, so uh, North Dakota and South Carolina State to close out non conference play. So they could be yeah. 11 and two by the time they roll yeah. into conference. Go Nebraska ball. Get hey. that, that, that's all I had there. Oh, and uh, I mean, Quick shout out to the uh, volleyball team that there you go. runner yeah. up in the runner up the national championship. I mean, we we were down there. I mean, it was heartbreaking. Like doing those post game interviews, it was like a media oh, yeah. scrum, like outside the locker room. And I mean, it was just, I mean, it was it was heavy in there. Did they look shell shocked? Yes. Yeah. It, just watching it on TV, it yeah. just reminded me of a you know like you just get absolutely punched and you have no response to it. Yeah. So, um, it was stunning. It was I remember, stunning. I remember talking to, uh, Becca Alec after the, after the, the pit win. And she had mentioned something like, yeah, you know, Wisconsin lost that first set and against Texas. And she's like, you know, that's so like demoralizing and everything. And then watching the Texas match, we lose the first set. And it was, I mean, it was close. Like yeah, you know, it was, close it was competitive. Close. It was tied at 22 at one point. But go yeah. On. Like it, it was competitive. And, um, I just, it immediately that like quote came up for me and I was like, man. And then after the second set, yeah, you could, you could see it. I mean, we were on the nine aces in a row or whatever it was. or seven. We were basically like on, on the court. And I mean, we were just kind of watching everything unfold and you could just look around and there was nobody in the building that was like, yeah, everybody knew what was happening. It It is bad. It is. And always will be horns down. However, however, I, I do have to give credit to that Texas team taking down Stanford, Wisconsin, and all Nebraska in a row. They they had a, a very, kind of very hard them all. They, yes. Yeah. They had a very, very hard road to that mm-hmm. natty. They got it done. Texas did deserve it more. Um, but they've already said that we've got three revenge tours in a row. Let's go get it. Um, Harper Murray pra- said, "Yeah, props, uh, that was props, Becca. Props to the Husker girls. You, they no, Harper three. Murray said three three natties in oh, a yeah. row. Yeah, yeah. I got three said, left. Yeah, Becca Alex said." Fucking A or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, props, props to those Husker ladies. They, they played great. So, excited so eloquent. That. Yeah. You're so eloquent. excited to say that. No. You, uh, fucking A. But you, you, you can't take it away from that, t- that Texas team. I, I just I yeah. don't think you can. Yeah. Great season. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to cover. We will be back there next year. Guaranteed. Tampa? You're going to go back even if they're not playing there? Listen here. I'm not going back to Tampa. <laughs> did you go to Nebraska <laughs> Avenue? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, it was right outside the arena. Oh, really? Yeah. Nebraska Avenue is that close to the arena yeah. down there? Yep. Yeah. I've never been across it right there. If it would have been Nebraska Street, we probably would have won. There's like a, Dude. someone sent this to me once. There's a really hilarious advertisement for something called the Nebraska Mini Mart that's down there. That's like, you can, it's like burgers, uh, shakes, and then there's like mini golf or whatever. You've already sold me. What? Quit selling. Yeah. Well, but, and then I got like they sent it to me. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." They're like, "Yeah, it's in the worst part of town." I was like, "Oh, that's great." Oh, cool. Yeah. We, so. we stayed in the worst part of town in an Airbnb and took some of the sketchiest Ubers I will ever encounter. Hopefully, <laughs> you were in Florida. Yeah, it was. Florida. It was interesting. How many Florida men did you run into? <laughs> I mean, I was in a lot of Florida cars. So I'll tell you that. Yeah. One van didn't even have brakes. Like we were scraping Let's metal go. on metal. It was all gas, no brakes. It, it was something. Every red light just ripping an e-brake. Yeah, it <laughs> was. You got there fast, though. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Mike J. Schaefer of 
Husker 24-7. The real. The real one. <laughs> we I, have to reiterate this, man. I, thank you. They have way too many freaking followers. Why don't you guys like do my something God. about that? But gosh. They, they my, literally use like your logo on their uh, one of them does. Yeah. Yeah. They also hadn't tweeted for like two years. Before. Oh, that was that other one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Claiming that uh, everything was going down on Sunday. So. Yeah. Mike, I have to tell Wrong. you, um, these guys know already because I sent it in our group chat. I ate the trash this week and I, I shared one of the fake Husker 24 7 oh. tweets to our chat. Oh, my God. And uh, Jared got after me immediately. Um, so I apologize to we you. We have a little gold check. Media, media legacy accounts get gold I, checks. I'm so. colorblind. <laughs> well, you can look for the check. Rub that one in. Yeah, I'm also illiterate. But it's, it says Nebraska it 24-7. Like, we're so dumb, we don't even have the actual name of our site for our account. <laughs> right. Because we were going to be Nebraska 24-7, and that was, like, where we were geared to go until they realized that they didn't buy the, yeah. the <laughs> Get it. No, we became Oscar 24-7, but our Twitter yeah. account did not change. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to apologize to you and the entire 24-7 community. Thank you. Yeah. We accept it. Yeah. On behalf of everyone, I accept it. Yeah. Thank you. Mike, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Hopefully nowhere. Um, Leave me alone. Yeah. Where can they subscribe to <laughs> read your amazing articles? Where, What's where your do home you, yeah. Message boards, all that. All yeah. that good stuff. Well, all the good stuff can be found at Husker247.com. We cover pretty much everything, but with a large chunk of it being football, recruiting, and then BC does a lot of our basketball coverage. Michael Brunts is the best baseball man in the state. No one knows more about Nebraska baseball, I promise you. Uh, those guys kill it from the beat stuff. I do okay with recruiting, but I have a great uh, network around me. The 24-7 Sports Network is incredibly deep, and we get a lot of information, and so they make me look good, and I appreciate that. And if you enjoy sad Vikings tweets on Sundays <laughs> and occasional pictures of my dog, you can follow me at Mike J. Schaefer on Twitter. We'd love that. To go do that and be in our listeners. Please do that. Thanks we, for having me. We, appreciate, we you. appreciate you coming yeah, on on great. the busiest night of Husker, <laughs> yeah. Husker yeah. year. The <laughs> nice thing is that you have a lot of stuff written in advance for days like yeah. this. So it's not yeah. as much. A lot of things in the drafts yeah. waiting yeah. to be, right? <laughs> the amount of stories that have never seen the light of day. <laughs> oh, man. You should, you, should, yeah. you should write a book like... Just the entire the, book is just the commitment stories that I never yeah. got to release. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. redact names. Your memoir. We don't memoir. need names. I, I, this hasn't happened for several years, and I wish I could remember the name of the, the last time that it happened, but I do have somewhere I have the actual quotes of I'm committing to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And then he ends up committing somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, no. He made a commitment video yeah. in Lincoln, then he flies to Louisville the next day and does a commitment video for them. I yeah. forget his name, but. Uh, Desmond Fitzpatrick. There it is. That's the one. You know, how does it feel to be, you, you cover recruiting. I got to, I got to think it's like being a weatherman in Nebraska. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like, like, yeah, well, well, shit, never mind. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, definite, sim there's definite similarities, I'm sure. Um, it's a lot of it is just like out of your hands though. Cause your information yeah. is only as good as the minute that it's told to you. And then it's old and then it can just be completely wrong or completely right. Or somehow in between. And the annoying thing is it's usually in between. In between. Yeah. It's, it's not normally one or the other. Yeah. So, I don't know. You just do the best that you can. Try not to let everyone piss you off. And you, listen, you do a great job. I'm sure, I'm sure you piss some people off, but that's part I of the like job. I like to piss people exactly. off. Exactly. That's, that's part of my job that I enjoy. I like to be a combative asshole. Yeah. It fits my personality pretty well. Mike, I think we're going along very well. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you'll definitely you have to come on You me these here. red sleds. We're going to get along very <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, get him another red sled, you I'm asshole. I'm gonna. <laughs> more tweets, more tweets. We want more tweets.
All right, guys, go to nbnrpodcast.com. Go to Spotify, YouTube, Apple, TikTok, TikTok, gosh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. go say Instagram it. at NBNR Podcast. We are there. Give us a follow. Give us a five star review. Give us a listen. We appreciate it. We need you. I don't want to admit that, but we need you. Yeah. All right, guys, what do you say? We sign off? Yep. Let's do it. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Mike Delaware, Kyle Byers, Connor Cavillac, Mike Shaver. As always, Dylan and GBR. <laughs> we have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs> <laughs>